You know, Scarano, you're pointing to your Bills shirt, but it's always a bad sign when you have a better fantasy record than they do. And this well, is the Fantasy Trail, episode three, <laughs> trying to avoid two and O. Oh. How you doing, Scarano? I'm doing very well. Um, uh, we have a Bills win, and I had a fantasy win, so I'm feeling pretty good, man. Yeah, it it, it was a um, interesting little week, and we're going to look at the standings um, in a little bit. But let's just go through it real quick. Um, I squeaked by Rachel. Uh, with a big night from uh, Aaron uh, Jones. Um, Colin beats Jake uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers. He had another um, squeaking by. Uh, you handily took care of the Michael Thomas. I did. Um, Brian keeps on rolling um, with a win over Joel. And Casey putting up the high score of the week. Uh, beats JT. It pains me. It pains me. And he, that, I mean, that was led by the high score, the f- highest fantasy score of the week um, with Derrick Henry. Yeah, I, I, Casey's a very strong team right now, um, especially with Derrick Henry in a game like that, man. I Look, I, always, I know we always like to make fun of them, and we do, but, I mean, I think we'll see in the rankings that, I mean, I, I don't see a, a place where they're throwing too much shade on them at this point. All right, so let's take a look. Before we actually go to our rankings, let's take a look at the standings, all right? Um, so right now we have uh, three um, 2-0 teams. Uh, Casey, Brian, and yourself. Yes. Um, out of those, Casey has scored the most points overall, uh, 337. Um, then we have Jake, myself, the Michael Thomas, and Colin. Uh, we have, uh, we're one and one. And then we uh, finish with uh, three teams that are all 0 and 2, JT. Rachel and Joel, with Joel scoring the least amount of points with only two twenty-seven. Um, you know, I, it, look, there. Some of them are off to a little bit of a rough start. They're certainly, not, you know, at this point, we can't say that anyone's out of anything. Um, yeah. And we'll see some of this in the rankings. I mean, like, I'll be honest with you on this one, Matt. I, this seems weird, and maybe it's just because we have a couple of games. Doing the rankings this week seemed to become a little bit easier. It did, and, you know, I, I think with some of the matchups we have coming up next week, it's going to come up even easier. I will say this. Um, JT has had the most points scored against him. Yes. Uh, 337. Uh, and Rachel has had the second most points scored against her with 329. Um, so that's interesting. I believe the lowest points scored against is actually you, Toronto, with 219. And, and, you know, and it's one of these things where, um, when I look at points against, it's one of the things I try not to consider as much in the rankings. But then again, I do look at record and, and I will fully admit, you know, in looking at the, you know, when we're looking at our standings, 
uh, there's two people directly below me who um, have outscored me. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, when, when I'll take, you know, JT and Colin. And, you know, I went, I went back and forth with how I wanted to rank them. Or actually, I, think, I believe it was JT and uh, the Michael Thomas. I went back and forth with how I wanted to, wanted to rank him. Because, um, you know, they have Michael has just a couple more points. But JT has quite a few more points scored against him. Is the record really that much? Um, I'm going to take And looking at Michael Thomas, you know, it's just one of these things where, you know, here's what I would say. If maybe Dak were a little bit more consistent, maybe you would be able to rank him up a little bit. See, that's what it's kind of – that's essentially what happened, right? Yeah. Dak had a strong game, then Dak had a very weak game. And, you know, I'm not trying – I know it gets Casey angry. I know it gets – I'm not the biggest – I'm not hot on the Cowboys. I know they didn't have a bad start. I'm just not that hot on them. So and you know you know what I what I don't quite understand, and I'm looking at playoff percentage, and I believe that's the percentage you're more likely to make the playoffs unless I'm reading it wrong. You okay. know, Casey only has an eighty percent chance, where Brian has an eighty nine. Same record, Casey's put up more points. So I thought that was interesting. Same with JT and Joel only have a twenty seven percent chance of making the playoffs. While Rachel has a forty-five percent chance. With what do you think? They're, do you think they're looking at um, rankings of positions or projections on positions, Matt? Maybe I, I mean, maybe what's going into the magic formula? I mean, honestly, I don't know. I mean, but I mean that they may be looking at the teams they've had to play. Um. Oh, 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 okay. Now that might actually make more sense. The teams that you have played compared to the teams that you're going to play. Yeah. So I, I thought that was just a little interesting. So like, it's there's, interesting. there's Jake, you know, a full game behind you. I know it's only two games. So it's really, it's, I mean, it's yeah, I understand. but I mean, he's five percentage points higher than you for making the playoffs. To put five, you're saying what you're saying is is to put five points on to someone who has one who's a game behind you right now. Yeah. It doesn't seem to make sense. All right, but I mean, like with JT, Joel, and Haley, you know, I mean, JT and Joel are twenty points, twenty percent less likely to make the playoffs according to which them. is a lot. I mean, keeping and for the, it's interesting. For the same I will say this. No, I does that doesn't make sense either because JT outscored her. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't get it now. Th- th- hey, Matt, I'll be honest with you. It makes me want to believe it less now that you're pointing it out. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, like, thank you. Thank you. Maybe we can find some kind of uh, clarification. We'll put, it open to the league. we'll put it open to the league. Anyone willing to do any research would be very happy, and we'll be happy to present it on next week's Fantasy Trail. All right, so let's move into our rankings. Um, and so let's talk about this. Casey is clearly our number one team. Uh, all three of us ranked him number one. Um, and the same spot he had last week. Uh, number two this week is Brian. Uh, he And we all ranked him number two. So I think it's very clear. And he was third last week. Um, next coming in is Jake. And I thought uh, this one was a little bit interesting, um, but we all ranked him number three. 
and you know, even you, Scrano. So I think you're kind of. Uh... Well, you know, Matt, it's just one of these things where, especially at the beginning of the season, where we're not actually starting to look at records, and and you know, he's only a game behind anyone in first place. I just think that it it, it kind of directs me a little bit more towards the points for. That's all. Yeah, but it, it also gets to the point where you are what your record says you are. You know, I, oh, I, I go back uh, to, built ourselves here. I mean, I, I go back to where I, I a couple of years ago where I scored the most points in the league and I didn't make the playoffs. Before that was before our new rule system. Well, we don't have a new rule system. But it was before we counted um, any points to getting in the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. All right. Um, so, all right. So those are our top three teams. Next, we have. I am actually coming in fourth. Uh, both you and JT had me ranked fourth. I ranked myself fifth. I want to say I consider myself very lucky with that win. Uh, I mean, it, it's yeah. hard to say. It's hard to say because I, I, if Aaron Jones played at one o'clock on Sunday. I wouldn't necessarily have felt so lucky. So um, kinda... But Matt, maybe we need to look at it like this. And and maybe this is, um, you know, your first week with Aaron Jones, you were somewhat unlucky. Yeah. I mean, I, I listen, nobody expected the Packers to play as poorly as they did against the Saints. I mean, that, that was shocking. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, any anytime you get four four touchdowns from a player, oh sure, you, you got to be sure. Wrong. You had twenty plus points. I, I mean, I get it. All right, and I'm actually so that actually brings me down uh, two spots. Um, next is you, Scarano, whereas you and JT had yourself ranked fifth. I actually had you ranked fourth, um, and that was more based off of your record. Yeah, and. I think that's close enough to where I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't pick too many nits right there. I'm right around that level. Oh. Uh, next, we have the Michael Thomas. You and JT ranked them sixth. I ranked them seventh. Um, and then we had JT, where you and JT ranked JT seventh, and I ranked him sixth. So just kind of flip-flop there. And a lot of that had to do with not only the points that JT has scored, but how unlucky I feel that JT's in um, based on the points that he uh, played yeah, against. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't control it, and it and you know, and it would be just fascinating if it's another situation where he makes the playoffs, but is one of the worst team. I, it'd be interesting. That's all I'm saying. That you know, we created that rule thinking. You know, I, I do believe when we first created the rule that we thought that it would fall a little bit more in line with the records. And every once in a while, like with JT last year, it could just throw you a complete curveball. Yeah. Um, all right. So next we have um, Colin coming in eighth. You and JT again, you're together. Maybe I'm off on my rankings, but I had Colin as ninth. Um, I just, you know, Matt, and this is just why I put it up a little bit more and you could take with it what you will. Um, it's just that Rodgers had a better game. He, of course, had snide remarks to make to the press and everything like that, like he normally does. But he had a better game. And because he had a better game, I, I you know, I start to think to myself, well, maybe Rodgers was back and the first one was a fluke. Now, but are you, are you thinking that Rodgers game was more of a fluke because he was throwing to 
Jones instead of Adams? No, I really don't think that. I, you know, I, I would say that he's a successful enough quarterback. I, the game that I was talking about as the fluke was the first one. Yeah, but and so because I see Rodgers on the up and up, I kind of rank Colin a little bit higher. That that's all. Okay. Uh, ne- next we have Haley. Haley, I rank you higher than the rest of them. Please note. And then finally, um, all three of us rank Joel. Uh, last. If I can get my computer to stop lagging. All right. So surprise of the week. Um, with Haley's team, um, JT said the Bills D. You said um, Jackson, Lamar. And then well, I said and, 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 Rondell Moore. Well, and, and where I'm going to say that it surprised me just a little bit is I just want to clarify. I don't know, you know, like when you actually look at the score, you could certainly believe that Lamar Jackson would score that many points. It's it, Maybe the surprise just means this. When I went to bed at the half, I was expecting uh, not much from Lamar, and I thought that you kind of had it in the bag. And then to wake up the next morning and see that, it was surprising to me. That's what I mean by it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Now, he said Bills D. They put up 17 points. Is that surprising because you didn't expect the Bills D to be that good or just any time a defense puts up 17 points? You know, that'd be a tough one to to say. I, I will say that, you know, when we're a Bills fan and we see our two defensive ends who we drafted um, uh, in the second, higher in the second round and in the third round, um, that it's something. It, I, I think he's just very happy about it because okay. both Rousseau and Ipaniza looked looked very well. And then I said Rondo Moore putting up twenty four points, and I believe he was the most targeted player on the Cardinals this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately she, for her, she had him had him sitting on her bench. Um, <laughs> although, but honestly. Would that have given her a win? Mm, Depends no. if she replaced the right person. Yes? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, if she, if she replaced Claypool. I don't know. Hard to say. It's very easy for us to sit here on Monday morning quarterback this one. Yeah, it, it, it was her really her tight end that really did her in um, more Pretty so cool than anything. was probably projected more. All right, next, um, JT, Derrick Henry for Casey. Uh, you said Lockett, and I said Hopkins. Um, I think, you know, I think, and JT mentioned, we pronounced him dead. We all knew he could do this, but he just looked, they, the Titans offense looked so lost last week. Um, I mean. And even the first I, half that, of the game. He didn't look great. It was an unbel- it was an unbelievable game, and it was an it was an unbelievable game. And and towards the end, I will say this: Henry was absolutely gashing Seattle's defense. They looked like a sieve at the end of that game, man. Okay. And I only watched the end because I was watching the Bills game earlier. All right. Um, and Lockett has just a lot of points. He's the number two receiver in the league, and to me, I I understand he's a deep ball threat. I understand Wilson's comfortable with him and having quite a good year. It was just surprising to, 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 at this point, that would be saying that Lockett's one of the best receivers in the league. 
But he he does this a lot. He, he he'll be hot for like three or four weeks, yeah. and then he'll score nothing. But now, so here, let me let me ask you this, and this is going to kind of applies to my game because um, I have the Titans playing him. Is Lockett the number one receiver on his team? Hard to even say. I would have said Metcalf. He was certainly Metcalf was drafted before. Um, I don't think he's getting as many. Tar- I, I would say I would argue. And we could look this up, but I would argue that Lockett's getting as many targets as Metcalf is now. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's probably pretty even. Um, so do you think, though, that playing the um, their second – because, you know, Seattle's known for their defense. So playing their second um, – or, well, the – is it because it's just the second cornerback and he's able to get open and Metcalf hasn't? Because Metcalf's done nothing this year. Yeah. Yeah, Metcalf has been somewhat of a disappointment. I have him in another league here. Um, it could be that he's getting the number two look. It could be that safeties are cheating over towards that direction in case Metcalf, I mean, a big dude like that on a small corner could easily break one. You know what I mean? I, I, it's hard to say. It's possible, and and look, the way the numbers are going right now, I, if I was a defensive coordinator, I, you couldn't let Lockett continue to burn you like he is. I would be willing to put my number one corner over there. Yeah, and I said Hopkins, and look, Hopkins put up 15 points. So, I mean, but what I'm saying is playing Minnesota defense, um, the way uh, Murray's kind of been trying to force him the ball, I, I yeah. kind of thought he'd have more points. Yeah, uh, and the and I think maybe what we also have to consider is just how good Murray and the Cardinals have been this year, and then to see Lockett scoring, or pardon me, then to see Hopkins scoring fifteen points, I, I it, it's a bit of a surprise. Yeah, the only problem though with the Cardinals is they don't have a running game. No, no, it, it, I mean they're it, you know, I, and I. It, I, I and I, well, I, I would have said the same about the Bills, but they seem to be running the ball now. Yeah. All right. All right. So next we have Brian. Uh, JT said Kamara, who only put up seven points. I think a lot of that had, had to do with game script. Um, you said Mike Williams, and I'm assuming that's just because second week in a row. He And I did watch part of the game just because it was the game, you know, it was the game that was on TV, even though they have the ticket. But. Um, it was the game that I watched, and I'll tell you this. He seems to, you know, I, I you could say he's the number two receiver. He was drafted very high, and uh, he's a big dude, man, huge target, and I think he's getting a lot of the first looks from uh, Bear there. Yeah. And then I really said, is. Um, you would have um, thought it would all have been Keenan Allen getting those first looks, and I'm telling you. When 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 A Bear's going through his progressions, it is going through Williams quite often. Okay. And then um, I said Hines. You know, he signed that big contract right before the season started. I kind of thought he would. Uh, they'd be looking for him, and they were down in this game, but not down a lot. Perfect to her little dump offs to the running back, and you know, with him only putting up three points, I I, I found that kind of surprising. And he's a former NC State Wolfpack. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on to the Michael Thomas. Uh, both of you said Dak, and I said Robbie Anderson. 
Um, I think that whole Dallas Chargers game was surprising because I think everyone thought that was going to be much higher scoring than it actually ended up being. And it's one of these games where I'll say this. Did Dallas win it or did San, or pardon me, did Los Angeles lose it? I think that there's a debate to have right there. It's just a little bit surprising to me that Dak put up some good numbers against Tampa Bay, which you would think to me, I mean, if you were just to ask me who has a stronger defense, of course, I of course would say um, Tampa Bay has a stronger defense. And then to just kind of go from a high to a low, that's why I put him for the surprise. Yeah. And then I said, Robbie Anderson, you know, the Panthers won. They won big. They scored 26 points. And Darnold was good. I, I thought he would have scored more than yeah. his seven points. I thought Darnold they would And they were moving the ball, and Darnold threw through over 300. And, I, I, buddy, this is going to be one thing that I said. When they were saying who's the most talented quarterbacks available in the draft, I said Trevor Lawrence I'll put at one, and I'll put Sam Darnold at two. Yeah. All right, moving on, Joel. Uh, JT said Cooper. You said Barkley, and I said Sanders. Uh, I'm going to put Cooper and Sanders in the same spot here. Watching that game, you know, I kept on seeing Cooper coming up. Big catch by Cooper. Big catch by Cooper. But then when you look at the final box scores, he only ended up with 5.4 points. You know, he only had three receptions for 24 yards. I thought it would be more. Same with Sanders. Yeah, I did see his name called and the ball thrown in his direction quite a bit. Um, I, you know, I, I, the Cooper situation is probably just more based on Dak. Now, you know, moving on, uh, Cooper, I believe, is injured, and there's a chance he may not play Monday night. It is the Monday night game, so it'll be something that it'll be something that she'll have to look for as far as who she's going to play. You're taking a risk, probably. I don't know. Maybe look into Dallas depth chart. Uh, then with Miles Sanders, he only had 55 yards, um, only 6.9 points. But the Eagles pounded the ball. They ran a lot. They probably ran more in this game than they have had in any game in the past three years. So there's an issue with um, that he is being, you know, he is being utilized. They're spreading it a little bit more. Hard to say. I don't, you know, I, I get why you picked it. I get why you picked it. I, I don't, you know, I'll tell you this. As a former Miles Sanders owner, surprise might be strong. No, just by watching the game, I thought his usage and his yardage would have been higher. You thought from what you saw that, that it would have had more. All right, that makes sense yeah. to me. And I had to put Barkley just because it's been a disappointment, but it also goes to one step further that – um you know, I, I watched, it was a Thursday game, and I, we know that you don't like those. But I do want to clarify this, that um, a lot of points were scored in that game. You know, it went to the over. One thing I'm going to say that I've just noticed here is that Daniel Jones, um, Heineke threw 14 more passes than Jones. And not exactly moving the ball a whole ton and it's not getting Barkley a ton of looks at the end zone. I don't know. I, I, I just don't, could the injury still be there? Yes. I, I just expected him to be doing a little better. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I thought he had that one long run and he, he didn't do anything yeah. after that, but I, I, I thought I, I did not want to draft him. 
I you would... know what's funny about that run that I saw that kind of got me? If you ever want to watch it again, you'll like it, Matt. You know, I saw Barkley and he broke it loose. And Barkley's a, a fast player, especially for a guy his size. I'll tell you this. Chase Young was running right with him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Ridiculous. At 275 pounds, Chase Young was running right yeah. with him, man. I, I Look, I'll say that Barkley had a step on him, but it wasn't two steps. No. All right. Um, next, uh, we have Colin. JT said Kittle, um, who only put up six points. I would have gone with Kittle, too, probably. You said Tampa D. Um, this kind of felt like the Bills D because, I mean, they put up 19 points. But they were the number one ranked defense coming into the season. Yeah, I, I guess you could, you know, I guess you could say that. And and also, you know, in looking back on it, um, they're also in a situation where um, Atlanta was playing from behind. And anytime you're playing from behind, uh, I, I, I'll say this about Tampa's D, opportunistic. They always have been. And yeah. that's what they were. Yeah. And then I said Corey Davis, you know, they were down to the Patriots. Um I know Wilson didn't have any time to throw, but he also he... he also and I saw a little bit of this game, Matt, and I'm gonna throw some shade on Wilson because well, I don't really like the Jets anyway. But um one of the things was is he was going for like these miracle passes that I think may have worked at BYU, but like he wasn't willing to take any of the short dump off stuff. And I'm telling you. When you play New England, you have to be willing to take what's given to you. Because yeah. Belichick will take stuff like that away, and he certainly did. And Wilson just kept on trying to force that ball like that. And you just saw, what was it, five interceptions? Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, two for eight yards, I thought I thought they would have been able to. After sure, he worked- and especially because he was able to pick up some serious game. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on to Jake. Um, JT said Hawkinson. Uh, you said DJ yeah. Moore. And I said Kenyon Drake. You know, can I – we'll do Hawkinson first. Um, he's had a notes for the end zone. And he, great, he, he, by the way, great catch. He He's the it only one they can throw to, really. It was a great – I mean, like, like that was – you know, I only watch a lot of times half of the night games, and that was a fantastic, fantastic catch. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, you know, sometimes when you have a bad team, you, you think that they're, they'll be so bad they won't be able to get any offense. Uh, but he seems to be the only offense they can get, so it's just going to go through him. Yep, yep. So you said DJ Moore – First off, DJ Moore is actually a very, very good receiver, highly drafted. Um, I, I think that he's been around poor quarterback play for quite some time. And maybe it's this a little bit more than DJ Moore. What I, It would almost be better if I could put Carolina offense on there. Well, you know, but I know you asked me for one surprise. No, but, you know, I think with DJ Moore is, you know, was it last year? Where he came, he came out like everyone's like oh it's second year he's gonna be have a breakout and then yeah. he didn't he, well, he I mean, got injured you know McCaffrey got injured um, and I, I think people were the burnt Bridgewater out. thing didn't really work out I mean all I'm saying is is that right now you know you have a quarterback there throwing mm-hmm. over 300 yards Moore is getting a lot of receptions yards and it and finding the end zone I mean. 
It's, it's yeah. I, if I could put Carolina offense there, I would put it down. I mean, I I know he's hurt right now, but it would have been real interesting to see that Carolina offense if Curtis Samuel was still there. Sure. And then sure. I said Ken, I said Kenyon Drake, um, just because you know with uh, Jacobs out, I thought he was going to have a bigger game, um, and nine rushing yards, a game they won. Yeah, nine. I I, I mean. It, hey, it's a good floor, but I don't know if you're ever going to have that high ceiling with him. You know what's funny, Matt, is every once in a while when you say a surprise, every once in a while we pick a really good thing or a really bad thing. Yeah. And, and there's almost no rhyme or reason. It's like, oh, where are we going with now? All right. So, Skarana, let's go to your team. Um, JT said Cup. I don't know who Cup with a C is, but I, he may be talking about your little Cooper Cup. Um it and, just looks like it does just look like that um Stafford is is utilizing him quite a bit um especially as as soon as Stafford gets pressured it does seem like Cup has this like way almost a little bit like Beasley where he's able to kind of sit in that zone and pick up and pick up quite a few receptions and every once in a while break one from there well i i i would say almost more like an Edelman or um a Wes Welker so I mean, uh, Cup has been fantastic. Yeah, I think he might, might might be the most underrated receiver in the league. Oh yes, yeah, he's done fantastic, and it does just look like he's just such a major part of um, what the Rams are trying to do with Stafford. Yeah. Um. Uh, you said McLaurin. Yeah, that's another easy one. I I would have went with him too. I think that Thursday night game, you know, with uh backup quarterback playing you just didn't know and that's really what it was was I just didn't see I just wasn't expecting to see that many targets with the backup quarterback but I'll be honest with you Riverboat Ron let uh what Henkel or Henke Henkel throw it quite a bit man but see I I had McLaurin his rookie year and he did great waiver wire pickup after week one did great for me um and I was so excited to have him last year and he just he couldn't get it done last year. Yeah, I don't know if it was injuries or the quarterback play, or you know, he, he came on the end of the year a little bit. But yeah. so I, I was kind of nervous, and I was kind of fading him a little bit this year. But I mean, he's been great so far. Yep, yeah. he's a he's an every he's a wide receiver one at this point. Yep, and then I said Jamar Chase. Um, you know, he only he only put up thirteen and a half points for you, but you know what? It's another solid. Another solid week, and they were still, you know, he had the good week one, but I could, I would not have been surprised if he had scored like three points for you this week. Well, and and it took a little while. Like, um, he was being shut out in the first half a little bit. It's just, uh, I, I it's one of these things where I, you, you know, um, Burrow has some familiarity with him. Um, it looks like he's having the wall, he's able to get the long ball, and he definitely has a nose for the end zone. It's a very high draft pick for a wide receiver. I would have never done it if I were a GM. But I'll tell you this. You draft a receiver that high, you've got to play him. Yep. All right. Next, um, with JT's team, you guys both said Hill, uh, only scoring six points. It was a high-scoring game, and you just expect him to be scoring more than that, man. That's all. Yeah, and then he'll be he'll have three touchdowns. and. 
250 yards next week. I mean, it's certainly, certainly. And then it's I just, said, it's, when you see that low game, I mean, it's a surprise. And you said a bear, huh? Yeah. And you, you, well, you know what? Really? I wanted to say um, his quarterbacks. Cause, cause you know, Her- Herbert, uh, you know, low score again, but that was that Dallas Chargers game. Low scoring. I mean, look, 16 points. That's not terrible. Not, he, not I mean, cool. and you know what he does, and, and this is what I, I won't call him Aver anymore. This is what Herbert does very, very well. Herbert passes an eyeball test when you see him on the field, and you see him playing, and you're just like, he's amazing. And then I get when he doesn't put up that many points, and you you watch the game. I will say this: weren't two touchdowns called back on penalty? Uh, you know, Jerry, I, I, was I wasn't watching that game. So Jared Cook was my, my tight end was one of them. It's either one or two. I'm going with two. So, but you know what? Uh, Matt Ryan puts up 19 points for him. Yeah. You know, against so, the Bucks, I, against the Bucks defense. So that was surprising to me. I thought, you know, I thought he would have some garbage though after they'd already been up, but points are points. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Give a bear the two touchdowns that got called back on penalty would be singing a different tune. Yeah. Uh, well, it just makes me wonder if uh, the Dallas defense is actually a little bit better than people are saying with uh, Definitely more athletic in the secondary, I'll tell you that much. Um, and it does look like at first, um, it looked like that Parsons, um, I don't know, it looked like he missed a couple guys, missed a couple coverages. He actually seemed to look, to look pretty good coming off the edge. Yeah, he did. Yeah. All right, finally, my team um... – JT said Antonio Brown. Um, you said Julio, and I said Devontae Smith. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I clarified. That is not Julio. Oh, Aaron Jones. Yeah, I, I again. You know how we said we take good and bad here. I, I kind of switch off. Just the fact that he was able to put up that many points for you and give you put you over the top of Rachel, giving you the win. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take that. So, and I should have clarified on it. My bad. Uh, Antonio Brown's kind of interesting for me, you know, you know, um, he, he, it was a disappointing game for sure. Um, you know, Evans had the bigger game. So, you know, I would not be surprised to see Brady go back to Antonio Brown this game, but after him only putting up three points, it's tough for me to go back to that. Well, Rachel is going to, is not going to like when I say this, but remember how I discussed, um, where Zach Wilson wouldn't take what was given. Mm-hmm. Brady does that better than anyone in the league. So the minute you want to put any other coverage, the minute you want to put any other coverage, a uh, safety help, a linebacker chip over towards Brown, he'll immediately just go to the other wide receiver. He doesn't force the ball like Murray does. Yeah, but I would and say. And that's what you're finding. So as soon as any coverage was over there, he just won't do it. But you know, I, I would love to see the defensive statistics for uh, going against the Bucks. Who is the number one cornerback covering on that team? I would say it would be Evans, probably. And probably you know, just with Evans having a terrible week one, I would have bet money that he was going to score this week. You know, probably. And then some. And then some receivers are more successful in whether you're manning up or zoning. Yeah. So, you know, Evans is going to have the height on Brown. You know, so anything anything high up, you'd go Evans and Gronk, who both had good games. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah. Uh, Brady, you know, that's what I mean, though. Brady will take what you could get. He's not going to force it. Yeah. So, you know, and this really hurt me. You know, you know, Brown only put up three points. Smith uh, put up three and a half. Look, um, Hertz was looking for him. He targeted him, but he was trying to force him the ball. If he had thrown it to the tight ends a little bit more, you know, um, throwing to Goddard, who's on Rachel's team. It's something that newer quarterbacks do is they look for targets they're comfortable with. They force balls. Like, I'm good quarterbacks know how to take what's available. You know, I I think it's funny because there's a uh, several names on this list which were on this list last week. Um, Yes. So it'll be interesting to see where we go next week. All right. Uh, Now let's just quickly look at – Quick review here. Quick review. Um, All right. I am taking on Joel, um, Colin, and um, the Michael Thomas are taking – they're both one and one, so this is going to be uh, matchup playoffs. Yep. Let's talk playoffs have, already, man. Here we have uh, Colin and Jake playing each other, and you know this is the second and third ranked teams for us. So I think this this is going to be a good um, matchup. See if Brian can keep his perfect record. Um, now I think oh, a real yeah. real one. So you're playing Casey. You're both two and zero. So someone's going to get their first loss this week. So and um, you know it, it, this very well could be and not not a hundred percent here because depending on what's going on with Brian, but um, it's definitely going to put someone into third place here, into a very clear third place, and into a very clear winner here. Could this could even mean sole possession of first place? Yeah. And you know, you know, Skarana, you're you're still ranked pretty high in our rankings, but I could see I could see the person who loses if it's not competitive. Yeah. Humbling. Oh yeah, sure. I'd rank myself lower if I if I took a hard loss on that, I'd put myself lower. All right. And uh next we have uh Rachel taking on JT. And what's interesting about this is they're both 0-2. So that means we will definitely have an 0-3 team. Um, and if you start 0-3, you're almost guaranteed not to make the playoffs. You're certainly not going to make it with record. It'd be very tough. Um, It'd be very tough. So I can see JT still being there with points. But so, you know, between you know two 0-2 teams and two two and O teams playing this week, I think that the uh, we will see a better picture of where the, what the true rankings of the yeah. league actually are. It's gonna push it's it's gonna push a couple more to the middle here. Yeah. I'll tell you this, if I beat Casey, if I beat Casey, I will definitely tell you that um I would still have a difficult time ranking them lower just because of how many points this team has actually put up. That's all. And, you know, we have uh, – and I, I know you you hate me talking about it. But, like, I know I'm going to be projected to lose all weekend just because my Eagles are playing Monday night. <laughs> you know. 
Oh, Michael I just Smith love it. Has Dak playing Monday it. night. So it's, it's going to be uh, – Tamala, Tamala. It's going to drive you crazy. But but no, like even, even if I know, like even if I only have my defense playing, right, and the team I'm playing, they have, you know, three quarters of their team playing. Even though I know that, I still feel like I'm losing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But I still just play the, the better person, I the team I think is going to do better. The only one that kind of worries me is Thursday night. I don't think they've had enough rest, and it always makes me concerned if you have a good guy going on Thursday, uh, especially if there was any type of limited practice. Yeah. Now, so one thing – one thing I did, um, and let me see if I can pull up my team here real quick, just to kind of I what I did is I re- I really played with my roster this week or last week because of the late games. Okay. Um, By playing with the roster, you mean you try to put them more in flex positions? Y- y- yeah, the later. So Chris Carson had a one o'clock game. So I moved them to my running spot. Smith, okay. Antonio Brown, they had one o'clock games or earlier games. I put them up, you know, Allen Robinson. Um, you did it. I understand was, was like the idea you know, behind that. Aaron Jones, who's my running back, I put him in my flex. I understand that. It's, you not, know, a bad, it's, not, a, it's not a bad strategy. You never know when things can come up. How many times have we seen players out without even being on the injury report prior? Well, you know, and, you know, I, I had Julio in there. But then yeah. – but I had moved him to my flex. And then about, you know, 15 minutes before the game, I decided to play Gronk. Good idea, sir. And But, you by know – By the way, by the way, Matt, just so you know, I had a waiver pick in for him. Hey, he, he's he available – Available he, was available, he was available on waiver, and I did not get him. Just available, so you know. available in trade, Scrano. Make All right, well, I'll let you know, man. 